Welcome to the OC. I'm Phil. This is my co-host, Corey. And tonight we're talking about BCI, which is... Bell what, Communication Infrastructure. Oh, wait, no. Whoa. That's no. that's exciting. You got to love that when you use these three-letter acronyms and you're trying to figure out... Okay, You used uh, it with me and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. My supervisor recently learned what an S-bomb is. I also don't know what an S-bomb is. Software bill of materials. But he was involved in meetings, and it's like, they're talking oh, about it. And he was like, right. like, yeah, they've been talking about this for months. And I finally, I said, you didn't do it before? I would totally be that guy. I'm terrible with that. <laughs> hey, you know what? As long as you can get the context around, you're like, okay, it's something about supply chain. But in this case, it has nothing to do with supply chain. This is brain-computer interfaces, also known as... Uh, there's a couple different ones here. So brain computer interfaces, smart brains. And yeah, what's the other one here? Of... Uh, it's another one. Also known as brain machine interface. So, uh, yeah. So we've seen, I mean, this to me was, um, as always, I didn't have a clue. Like, I mean, I've heard of it. You hear about the uh, the juicy sure. stuff. But, well, you know, and Elon Musk. Elon Musk is, and you know right. the the neural link all the monkeys and, uh, yeah but i didn't realize how deep this rabbit hole goes and and how or long how old is, how old especially so let's let's start there why don't you tell us tell tell our audience where this begins okay so for those who don't know brain computer interfaces aren't necessarily a super new thing right and they're exactly what they sound like brain interfacing with a computer and the idea is not having to type or having to you know right. engage in some tertiary action think it it doesn't yeah you go back just to like that. yeah just like that so you go back to our fellow the the pioneer which again it wasn't called bci at this point but this was the pioneer this was the the one mm. that kind of triggered all is our buddy hans berger in 1924 1924 this is the electro yeah. this is the guy who basically said hey the brain, electric right. signals. Can we read them? And let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's let's sacrifice a lot of lab Ooh. animals. And uh, I had one. Or homeless people. Who knows? Well, well, well. You, you wonder, right? Like, oh, I'm, the I'm giving it away. Stop. I feel better. <laughs> you do wonder when you look at that. You're like 1920s. What do you think the method medical ethics 1920 was like? Hey, you want to yeah. eat? You want to eat? Hey, you know what? I need you to come in here and I'm going to stick yeah. some silver electrodes in your skull. Listen, this is just going to pinch a little bit. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to, here, take this, take this, this opium or this morphine or whatever, <laughs> you know, latium here, drink this. Yeah. Feel good. Now I'm going to stab yeah. this into your brain. I'm going to see what happens. Yeah. I, I think that, um, yeah, the ethics were not quite the same. Um, but they couldn't have been the first. I mean, these are the ones that we know about, but, but you take back in, you know, like World War One and Two, the Germans had this way of of kind of, um, you know, they were better in World War One. They were they were at least in World War One, or at least built to World War One. The Germans yeah. were no worse than anybody else as far as the stuff they were trying. But right. they certainly, I mean, you look at uh, like your buddy Freud, right? All these guys. Well, guess where they were? They weren't. These weren't British yeah. psychologists and stuff like this. No, I mean the Germans were doing a bunch of groundbreaking. They were stuff. ahead of their time. They were ahead yep. of their time for sure. Okay, so this guy, he he's like, hey, 
brain's made up of electrons, electronic signals. And then he goes, maybe we can like tie into that. We can think about like do something like he yeah consider how primitive it was like i've got some you check out my notes i've got like an image of the early encephalogram and i mean it's something the size of a small bus like it's yeah. just it, this is not this is not sexy now like this is nothing micro no no and it's the lame caps and when i say lame caps back in this day that things weren't sensitive enough that they could go through the skull you had to go off and, and stick stuff under the scalp into at the, the very least and or into the brain which involved you know, tepaning, tepaning, yeah. tepaning, that we had drill holes in people's skulls and put stuff in. That has a name? Okay. Te- yeah, it, it, <laughs> was, it was actually a treatment for many, many things. Oh, and was we it? Still see, okay. We still see it in medical science now when you have swelling on the brain, for example, where they remove sections of your skull. Well, back yeah. in the day, what they would do is they would drill holes in your skull to relieve... The pressure. Wow. Yeah, which, again... That's horrible. Yeah, yes, yes. And this would have been back in when they didn't have uh, proper anesthetic and anesthesia or proper hydrogen. So it's like, I'm going to take this drill that I used on the rocks and the trees and the other thing over here. I'm going to use it. Apparently, though, your your brain has no pain sensors, right? So they can they can operate on your brain when you're awake. Correct. I'm assuming the skull. Yeah. And your skull has sort of limited you know they could probably use a low like a you know oh yeah like yeah it's the skin yeah. itself on your skull right like your your and i mean you when you get through it but still i mean still, i mean dr brain. penfield right dr penfield uh you know i smell burnt toast dr penfield from the R- yes CDC those famous Center. commercials yeah CDC. yeah yeah for epilepsy now you know now you know but then okay let's let's fast forward a little bit so they yep. go oh we can can maybe figure out how to at this point, maybe they're thinking about controlling somebody or the brain. Well, this is it, right? Because yeah. remember, at the time, we're dealing in, this is the steam era. <laughs> they have electricity, but <laughs> we are in robotics aren't necessarily thick. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right? Like, they're not creating, you know, drones yeah. or arms or computer screen. Like, they don't have TVs right. at this point. This no. is very, very simple. So, they're like, look, and they, actually, this fellow Berger, they, they created something called uh, he got a wave named after him called the Burger Wave. With something about that. Jesus. Anyway, because of that. But so my my that? reading kind of went forward to 1970 with this Vidal yeah. guy. So Jacques oh, Vidal. that he's the guy who first coined the term BCI. And I've got in my notes, yeah. I've got one of the drawings they had done about the dra- about the um, hypothetical BCI. Right. And now there's been there were studies on the brain way before that. But this guy, this guy was different. And this guy, somebody noticed that he was different. And then they called DARPA, which if we we know what DARPA is, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, otherwise known as those really weird dudes. (laughs) It's funny you mentioned that because originally they weren't called DARPA. They were called ARPA. Now, I don't know. That's right. And it was yeah. ARPA, like they, like after the after the, once the Cold War started, they were like, "Hey, listen, we got to make sure you know we got we don't want to fall behind the curve in this." So they created the Advanced yeah. Research, Advanced Research ARPA. Anyway, oh uh, yeah, whatever it whatever is, it stands ARPA. for. They added the D after, like, "Hey, you know what the primary? Hmm, you know what this all be good for? And you know who's going to fund this? The Defense Department. The military. Lots of money. It's a rounding. You know error. what their budget is? The rounding error in their in the Pentagon's budget. That's all I know." Yeah, well, it's it. They estimate 
3.8 billion dollars which is a the, rounding error in yeah. the u.s defense defense department budget it's not even known but they they're like eh, this is what we we estimate it's 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 a it's a bottomless pit of money uh for this kind of stuff so you think that's 1973 you and i weren't born yet right nope and um they were able to do some pretty crazy things so this is where they they've studied machine learning they studied uh primates i don't know how many primates died in the process uh but the ethics were not uh i mean they got better for humans they just didn't get better for non-humans exactly so and then he was into this whole he figured out like all the the different plasticities of the brain like he was like okay there's different areas of the brain that have different kind of signals and different kind of um, pathways i mean this dude was like way ahead of his time yeah oh totally and uh, And, i mean he was he was kind of uh, if not the father of you know at least a a good uncle of it because again yeah pioneering work he did he was building off of work done from other people before him, right? Well, he but he getting, sort of took it all and ran with it. Yeah, like he was getting like chimps to like move things with their his like their brain. Very primitive, but I but mean, yes, but well, yeah, and and uh, but that's a start, right? Like there you go, <laughs> like that's the start of it all. Um, but yeah, I thought he was pretty fascinating. Um, but yeah, Jacques then, Jacques Vidal. Or Vidal, doctor, or a doctor, doctor. Yeah, doc, yeah, doctor. He didn't go to he didn't go no. to university for ten years to be called Mister Vidal. <clears throat> yeah, well, and that's it, right? So, I mean, this is where we're kind of looking at is like 1970s, and I always think back, like, how much technologies, like, what do we have now that? When did we, we get color TV, Phil? I mean, seriously, oh, like, I, and, 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 like, just when you think about all this stuff. Yeah. 1970 we were doing this now you look at where we are now you're like okay wait a second here i have a cell phone that actually fits in my pocket versus in a backpack all of a sudden those brain implants yes (laughs) well so with the bcis uh this is actually a good segue into it there are three types of bcis invasive non-invasive and semi-invasive okay did you read about this the whole kind of so so like the uh i read about like well a pacemaker right so that would be a non-invasive i suppose it's regulating your heartbeat i don't know how this works so so here's the thing this is where it gets a little tricky so you have your clear cases of each of the invasive non-invasive non-invasive is the cap um so for example breaking your skin it's you wear a helmet and like next mind the the folks that they got acquired by snap uh they had this like headband you put on the back and it allows you to um like you once you train it which is an important element to do right it goes off and now all of a sudden you're able to uh access um you know translate your thought into i'm going to type this word it's not great but it's more like crude movements you can technically play video games with some of the dev kits that's non-invasive the fact that most of these uh these things that the experimental stuff that's going on right now most of it is for video games and uh, AI. There's a whole list of of companies that are actual. They're video games. They're uh, interactive stuff for online. It's kind of gimmicky. It's kind of gimmicky right now with the non-invasive. It is, but it's also being funded by people, right? Like that's the. Yep. You know, it, there's interest. A lot of the biofeedback stuff. 
uh, yeah. we'll use the non-invasive. So you put the, and my brother was telling me about this one thing you put on. And the idea is, is because it provides, so biofeedback is if you know you're do, if you can register something that your, your body's doing, right. This miracle happens where if I can, if I hook you up to something and you can see that your heartbeat's doing something, I can tell you to focus on that and say, control that. And once you're able to recognize and acknowledge that you have this, you know, uh, rapid heartbeat or whatever, you can start to slow it by focusing on it. It's the same thing with your brain waves. You can go off and if you have erratic thoughts, you hook up to this and all of a sudden you get kind of at a bit of a calm state by focusing on it. Right, right. So, and and that's the non-invasive stuff. Like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. So the invasive would be like drilling into the old brain pan. This is our buddy Elon Musk and his Neuralink. Okay. Uh, I'm going to drill a hole in your skull and I'm going to take a microchip. I'm going to plant it on your brain. Oh, yes. your brain. This has not been very successful in animals. There, I read a Yes. <laughs> this has not been a great success when it comes to its testing. Um, um, no, no, it's not. It's, uh, it's uh, the, the uh, Neuralink in particular got uh, a lot of flack for. Uh, yeah, you know, an unethical treatment, un- unnecessary suffering or something for the monkeys. Uh, yeah. And, and the fact is, is that, you know, we're, it's an experiment. So sacrificing monkeys doesn't seem to be a big deal to these people. Um, as long as it's for a purpose, right? So this is the problem. We don't, yeah. I mean, the whole, when you deal with the ethics of a lot of this stuff, uh, it's not about, hey, okay. Uh, is it bad to sacrifice? It's bad to sacrifice an animal for no good purpose. So if you're going off sure. and make them suffer unnecessarily, you have to weigh That's the right. suffering of the animal with the benefit. And if the benefit is like, now we're going to have a new flavor of Coke, but you know we murdered all these rabbits. Okay, wait a second. This, this is it. So I and I get that. I'm I'm not uh, not saying that it's not necessary in certain aspects, but so I can control my phone better. To me, that seems. Eh. it's the other implications right so this is where the the whole brain so there's always so one of the cool things about bcis is uh whenever we think of bcis we always think of you know outwork i think it something happens on the screen right i think it and the drone takes off and they've done this there's actually youtube videos where you see somebody controlling a drone i watched a few actually i was like wow and that was like five years ago. Like those aren't even, re- that's not the recent stuff. No. But there's always, there's actually been the opposite where it, it um, they talk about neuroprosthetics. And yes. the com- most common one is the cochlear, cochlear implant yep. that allows you to go off. So it's hooked up to your brain so that yep. you can hear stuff. So it's the opposite as opposed to you think it and you affect something outside. No, this is outside coming in. And it's been around for a while. Uh, yeah, like that's super new. It's the oldest one out there that has been the most successful, right? And uh, I mean, I see the benefits of some of this stuff, like Neuralink, uh, helping with blindness, right, Mm -hmm. or helping with paralysis. This is the common one. This is the big one. Yeah. And where this actually all leads into is the ability to. I mean, if you want to be Doctor Octopus and have a uh, you know a couple extra arms on your back. Uh, yeah. There's a couple of ways we can do this. One of the ways, and this is how uh, current prosthetics work, is they hook into the existing nerves of wherever the amputation was, and then it it does some translation. 
Well, if you could wire, I mean, look at our computers. They're all wireless now, right? So why would we manually hook? We would mount that arm on you, but mm -hmm. we would have it hooked into your brain wirelessly. Yeah. So the, the ethics of that brings that, and I didn't realize this, but there are laws with cyborgs. Did you read uh, about the I, yeah, a little bit? I touched on that where it's like, okay, there's stuff yeah. that wait a second here. Like there was one, yeah. I remember there was a professor who wired himself up and then he got all stuff stripped out of him when he tried to get on a plane. Uh yeah. So there's well, I don't know if they're laws, but they're they're certainly considerations. But yeah. um integrating man and machine. You're seeing it like what the the, the exoskeletons sure that you see now, right? So VR. they're talking the vr yeah that's yeah imagine if you didn't have a headset on imagine if you go off and you have a you know a data port or data jack like they call in Shadowrun on your temple that you plug in and all of a sudden you're no longer like i'm bypassing these meaty eyes and this you know you wouldn't even honker. have to plug it in you well, can have it right you have a chip in your head you just yeah, have to be however i i'm i'm old school i like plugging stuff in uh because right. i we were just okay. remember our we were talking about wireless versus that. Wireless is easy to disrupt, easy, easier to hack. You have a physical yes. cabling, you ain't hacking nothing, buddy. Unless right. Wow. So, but but I don't know where it would go. Okay, that's certain. Uh, it's step. up to you. Uh, you know what, Phil? Where you want to put that port is on you. No judgment. You, underneath? You... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Mr. Musk, we're going to put an anal port. That's <laughs> anal port. We're just going to use the same opening. Don't have so many holes to utilize here. That's right. So, to make it non-invasive, non-invasive, right? It's non-invasive right. now. We're using it. Did you read about semi-invasive? This is no. actually pretty cool. Okay, I saw ahead. two Tell types me. of two types of semi-invasive. One is by uh, it's called uh, Synchron, and okay. what it is is you feed it up through the uh, arteries, and it actually uh, little like nanoprobes go up through your veins in that without blocking them. that hook into your brain, so you'd feed it through one of the major things on your neck and it gets to your brain mm -hmm. and then it it patches in that way so it's it's like it's all nano wires and stuff like so super cool however and, however you're sticking wires through a big in vein. a major artery yes just yeah, which, <laughs> yes which is which is a little you know okay wait a second what if you know yeah. <laughs> cholesterol those things narrow the other cool one was from uh, iota bioscience it's called neural dust Oh, this no, I didn't funny enough. That. Oh yeah, no, this one is super cool. So if you ever get a chance, it's, it'll be in my notes, neural dust. Imagine chips the size of a grain of rice. And the idea is, oh, is we Maybe I did those, read about that. Yes. Probably did touch it. Yeah. And those chips are able to get to places where you wouldn't necessarily be able to easily put stuff. And all of a sudden they're communicating, receiving, you're creating this little swarm in your brain. Yeah. And next so thing I did you know, read about 5G. Those. And then they they were talking about for medical, um, like to be able to unclog yep. uh, arteries, to be able to. So these are like smart little machines that are yep. inside your body. Yeah, there's a lot of different implementations of it. So yeah, and well, the that, one that those, I those the are called this, semi -invasive. Yes, was probably the most interesting to me. Mm -hmm. um, where they can wherever your spine was was, you know, severed. Yep. You can create a bridge. Correct. Right. To because your brain is still functioning with the same community. It just can't communicate with the, the rest cut. of the lines cut. So in that respect, I I think that that's pretty crazy 
awesome technology. Um, but all the other superficial shit. Um, okay, so so now we're let's let's dive into the ethics of all this, right? Because this is where it gets kind of tricky, right? So, okay, I think so it's we, a bad we, idea. I'm stating it now. <laughs> 2023 this is not a good idea <laughs> well this is it right that <laughs> feeling about this <laughs> when you move into this right so we all yeah. know about the good aspects of it right so you know you're blind you can see you, you can't walk you can walk right mm-hmm. um you know you can access imagine not needing to use the computer screen uh, i'm able to feed stuff directly into you know you don't have to check your phone it's all in here um great that's awesome yeah the bad parts what are the bad parts phil oh i don't know mind control someone hacking your brain uh you know this is why we can't have have nice things you become a video camera so okay did you read about the cat this is so they they now can extrapolate images from very crude very crude but still they can do it doesn't matter how crude it is Corey. (laughs) they sit a cat down in front of a movie the cat's like, I'm watching a movie. I don't know what I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. And then they're able to extrapolate that information from its its cerebral cortex and pull out images. Yep. The images are quite fascinating because the cat doesn't know what it's watching. Correct. It but, it no but it is processing stuff. But it is processing something. It is processing. And uh, that leads me to okay, so our now everything we see and do. Are we now like Big Brother is really watching through our own eyes? Isn't that, yeah. wouldn't that be, think yeah. about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, you are now a network. You're part of a fucking network. Yep. It's, ter- it's terrifying. And, and we both know that it's not going to be a benign thing. This is no. not going to be set up for your own benefit. Now, you might give up. Like, so it's like our cell phones, right? So we already walk around the whole massive invasion that these things right here do for us. For sure. It's crazy. It tracks your location, uh, your likes, dislikes, everything, right? To but call it a phone is, is absurd. <laughs> it's not a phone. A few people use this phone. But the invasion that this thing does to your privacy is insane. But we give up that because of the advantages. Yeah. I can go off and look at the latest cat memes, right? I can go and, uh, you know, take photos. I can do all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, but in exchange for that, what am I giving up? You're a lot of stuff. So no. imagine what you start putting implants in your head. Now, the whole mind control is crazy. The brain hacking is crazy. Look at the military applications of this. Oh, it's, it's insane. And that's where DARPA comes in. I mean... Now, did you, so right now, there's talk. Have you heard of the Iron Man program? Uh, is this part of the future warrior stuff where they, about the suits? or is yeah, this, it's, uh, yeah, it's a suit, but it's an interface. So the suit is connected to your uh, your brain. Which is really is, how it's supposed to, which is really how it kind of has to be for the Iron Man concept to work. You can't yeah. rely on something to. It's, a, close, it's neurological. Play for your tongue. Yeah, look right. at it on the screen. Like, exactly. Like you're touching no, no. your touch screen in the mask. This, this <laughs> machine. And they've been working on it for a long time. And uh, it's to make warriors. It may even be a, operational. Who knows? But, um, you know, it, it's if we're knowing about it and they're talking about this program, it means it's it's likely just to, yeah, it's, it's already finished. But the fact is, is that you have now military applications to make people 
think about this, if your reflexes can be faster, your computing can be like everything is enhanced. We, oh, we've yeah. reached the age of superhumans, right? So, well, this is it. So think about it this way. I don't need to be in the tank. Now, mind you, it and there's always a like a, a counter, counter move, counter move, counter move, checkmate, you know, check, check. Because, for example, once you start doing stuff like this, where you've got people with interfacing with the tank, for example, right? Now, whether they're in the tank, which is probably where they would be still, this whole idea of like, well, they'll be wireless. Wireless signals can be jammed. There's a reason why we don't see widespread use of drones in active combat. They're usually for a strike and done is because yeah, yeah. you can jam those signals. Like electronic warfare exists. You can, and it, you don't need to do anything other than muck up the signal so the thing doesn't know what it's doing. So it's like, oh, I'll just I'll fall. <laughs> I'll fall or I'll circle, yeah. right? And this I'll is where the AI yeah. gets scary because yeah. once you have these things that they can, you know, turn them into lethal autonomous weapons, they don't need to talk to home base. But that's not what this is about. It's about right. humans controlling stuff. Human, yeah. Well, and that's back to that that whole idea that, okay, well, it, there was one article I read about how you can trick your, your pituitary gland, right? So they've, to be able to release growth hormone, to be able to release testosterone, be able to really yes, and create like from birth this yes. monstrosity, like super soldiers, yeah. right? So it, it it's kind of the ethics of it all is uh, suppressing fear. Phil, imagine the whole yeah. idea that I could have a chip. Guess what? I don't need to worry about the morale of my troops. I turn them on. Turn them on. I turn them off as I need yeah. to. It's like, guess well, what? You guys are going to be marching. I am turning off your sense of self, your fear, mm -hmm. your pain receptor. Like the pain. Just imagine as a soldier, you, turn off your well, pain. Do you remember receptors. what the Germans did? Yes. They they gave they gave their troops. Uh, what was it meth or whatever? It was it was uh, yeah it was crystal meth. They had them all on. Meth. They had it all on. I don't know if it was called crystal meth at the time, but yeah, yeah. they had so, they got yeah. the secret formula that and uh, that don't is, sleep. Super fucking like, let's go, yeah, let's do but this. But you're tweaked, but but you have to keep them supplied, right? So this is the thing. When the supply yeah. ran down, their effectiveness. But you're right. You had these guys who were fearless, hyper aggressive, and boundless energy. Boundless energy. They're, all their teeth fell out. But <laughs> that's right. That's right. We fed them soft food. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly. But you know what? They're soldiers. The goal is if you're if you're and this is as we see in history, we like to think we've come a far way. I guarantee if we have BCIs where I can turn you into a remorseless killing machine, I will do that. Of course. Of I course. will go off and I will and I will get your consent because you will agree to it for reasons. So the other thing is, is if you can take images of a cat's brain, can you take them out of a cat's brain so the cat doesn't remember it? Hmm. So this is once you start having chips in brains. Mm hmm. You could you could totally mess with, and you wouldn't necessarily take it out. You could take it out of, but you or could put also it put it in there. You could also take it out so that it buy so it so it's almost like a gate. Now, there's the the implications of this are actually pretty cool from a therapy perspective. Imagine if I put like look at post traumatic stress, right? Big problem. Fair for enough. Yeah. If I put a chip in there, that I can say, okay, you know what? I'm going to buffer anything that any stimuli that comes in. And I'm mm. going to make sure only the good stuff gets it. So all of a sudden, these horrible things you're experiencing, yeah. they're not getting encoded yeah. as memories. You don't remember them. Oh, I remember them because I've offloaded your chip. That's insane. 
but I've set it up so that I'm filtering, I'm filtering what's getting encoded as memories or vice versa. I am. Or you pick and choose yourself. You go, I only want to remember awesome shit. That's right. I'm going to look at my chip. Look at what I've done so far. That's terrible. Yeah. Delete. Right. But most of us spend our time lamenting about terrible things. Correct, right? Do they make tomorrow, as the Stoics say, don't make tomorrow's worries today or exactly. don't ruin, yeah. you don't have a time machine, don't ruminate on the past too much because that's done. You can't change that. That's right. That's right. But if you could change it, and this is where, I mean, look at the look at the potentials for learning. If I have a chip in your brain that can, that can control information flow, like, because we always think of brain computer interfaces, and this is the, 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 the proto stage is the ability to control something. Right. That's the proto stage of BCIs. The next level is I have a computer in my brain that I can access as a as a extra uh, memory storage, right? So this whole idea of, right. hey, Phil, do you remember somebody's phone number? Oh, I got to pull up my phone. Well, oh, no, one second. I'm accessing my, my, my BJIP. What? BJIP? BJIP, BCI. I don't know what you'd call it. We'll have to workshop a name. We'll call it a chip. I'm accessing my computer interface brain. No, that still doesn't work. We'll have yeah. to workshop a new, we'll have to workshop and then copyright it. So when they start using the chips, the chips, <laughs> chips in brain, Listen, there we go. If you get your chips in brain, chips, chips, yeah. we got to write, we got to book. Okay. Internet people, chips. This is going to be a good first. Thing. We said it hurt first chips in brains, chips. There chips. we go. Anyway. So yes. you've got your chips in your, you got your chips set up so that you can go and do the whole um, oh, I need to access a phone number. I'm going to access my chip. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, Corey. It's good. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, now you have, uh, it just, it doesn't make, I don't think this is going to go as far. I think most reasonable people won't do this. Now, I remember generationally, yeah. we're having less and less reasonable people. When I say, and again, it, that's okay that's harsh that's me attacking the zoomers or whatever they're called now um zoomers gen z <laughs> so i call them zoomers they could call them zillennials. i like the zoomers because of the whole COVID. anyway yes when we say the the idea of what is reasonable at one time look at where we are now phil and then go back 20 years yes. well yeah do you think any of us would have considered where we are now to be reasonable i never saw this coming yeah. Like our 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 whole you know, the way the way the world has come. Yeah, no. we we want to avoid touching on. We any knew hot something topic was going to happen. Yes, we we were like computers. We knew that there would be a certain um, yeah. you know, but I had no idea. But look at the societal um, change we've experienced. So the whole forget forget technology. Just look at it from a societal change perspective of where we are now. Look from the work from home. The whole idea of that you know I could spend most of my time working from home versus going into the office. Just that. That would have yeah. been considered completely unreasonable 10 years ago. And now that's becoming the norm. Yeah, though there is a bit of an RTO happening where it's like, hey, even the yeah. even the people like Zoom, people doing this pod, the, how we're doing this podcast, mm-hmm. they went off and they've set it up so that, you know, you have to come in. Um, they said no, but oh, wait, you know, we're going to have you come in Two days a week, which yeah. I think is I think is where it's two to three days a week is probably where it's going to settle. I don't think the hundred percent work from home thing is going to last for most companies. And no, but but you never know. Never know if you don't have to be there. They don't have to pay for large buildings and 
over like it's about profitability. But oh, this is the do idea of reasonable to do, and I don't yeah. have to pay millions of dollars for leasing and electricity. No, but if your productivity <sighs> is impacted, which is what, and again, there's this bit of an old there's studies showing they're actually people. Some people are more productive. Yes, yeah. and there's studies showing the opposite, right? The it's so the problem well, is is that. But those people weren't productive to begin with. Correct. That's the part that tends to be missing from these things. If you weren't right. productive in the office, you're not going to be productive out of the right. office. But so it's just more, you, you have more measurable metrics right now that you can go, oh man, you really don't do any work. But this is the idea of reasonableness and it changes over right. time. So you and I may say, there is no way I'm putting a brain, a chip in my brain so that I can, you know, not spend the 15 seconds to lift up my phone and type a text. Right. But there are but, people who will say 15. Wow, really? I can do that? It's like, well, there's always the, the first group of people that go, I'm going to do it. And then we're all waiting to go. How are they doing? Effects. Did they work right. out with? Well, again, and this is where the invasive it's like the vaccine. Not- you're waiting. Yes. You're like, okay, you guys all go. Uh, hmm, I'm just going to hang back. <laughs> Yeah. See. Give this a bit of time. See if you grow a, you know, an arm out of your head, and we'll we'll go from there. Yeah. Well, look at the whole idea. This is where the the invasive, non-invasive, semi-invasive. Okay. Are people going to jump at the jump at the thing to put chips in their brain? No. But wait a second. You're telling me you could go off and slap this thing to the to my neck, and it's going to work its way up, or you know, I'm going to take this pill, and it's going to work its way through my system. Okay, that doesn't sound bad. Right. right. Or I'm going to wear I'm going to wear a special hat or I'm going to wear a wristwatch. I mean, like people are already wearing smartwatches. Right. So if you could wear For a sure. smartwatch that could talk to you or I get it. the problem is everything's up here. So it'd have to be on here. Yeah. Maybe you get a cool tattoo on your forehead. I don't know. Or fake hair or a cool hat. Who knows? What A nice hat. A nice hat. I like hats. Yes. I <laughs> Yes. Yes, you do. Well, do you want to summarize, Corey, our, okay. our adventure yeah. here into uh. brain control and. That's right. We're calling them chibs, Phil. Remember, yes. chibs, chips in brains, chibs, chips, chips, chibs. Copywriting right now, first time here, chibs, chibs, chibs. But I like it. BCI brain computer interfaces are implants that are either invasive, non-invasive, or semi-invasive in nature. Well, they're not necessarily implants. They're things that allow a your brain to communicate with something. Could be a robotic arm. Could be a drone. Could be your laptop. Who knows? They are getting more and more advanced, and it's not just they one are. way; it's two way. And there are a lot of considerations that are very negative about them. But we'll probably blindly walk into them and do them anyway. And it, uh, Elon Musk, uh, my buddy, went off and said, "BCIs will help prevent us from being taken over by AI," which. Sounds like that. the opposite. That sounds like the exact opposite of what would happen. I think he's a robot. I think he's a robot. That's right. He's he he knows he's picked his side. He's like, so, oh, this will be much much better for not. It'll prevent over. us from being taken over by AI because the AI will already have taken us over. Okay. Right. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah. So, what are we going to do next week? I don't know. Phil, what are your thoughts on next week? I'm, uh, I, I, I'd like to talk about the omission of the United States government. Um, well, omission. omission or admission? Let's call it whistleblowing. Fair enough. The whistleblowing of a uh, United States major uh, who 
basically said that there are, uh, yeah, there's aliens here. No, no, no. He never said aliens. He said non-humans. He said non-biologics, non-human biologics. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll call it whatever you want to call yeah, it. Whatever you want to call it, because you don't want to sound like a weirdo, right? Yeah. I don't know of many dogs flying planes. <laughs> so we'll just assume. That's right. Fair enough. Flying That's right. Aircraft. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that'll be fun. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys out there right now who are, like, just jumping for joy. Bob Lazar, my guy, he's probably, he's like. Bobby. He's like, I told you, people. I told you. Yeah. You didn't listen to me. Fine. <laughs> so, yeah, let's do that next week. Sound good? Sounds good. So we're talking about uh, NBH, NHBs, sure. NH, non-human biologics. In, yeah, we are chewing your acronyms. Yeah, chewing your acronyms. Chibs. Chibs, folks. Chibs. Chibs and, I tell you. and NHBs. I've got to copyright that. I have to go off in chibs. You chips do. and brains. Chibs. Chibs. We have proof. It's All right. Money. All right. That's it. Thank you very much for watching the OC. I'm Phil. This is my co-host, Corey. And we'll be back talking about aliens next week. Non-human biologics, Phil. Whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Take care, folks. Bye now.